Luke's gospel, the sixth chapter, verse 6 through 11. You will find the words of our text today. Listen to the word of God. On another Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether Jesus would cure on the Sabbath so that they might find an accusation against Jesus. Even though, even though he knew what they were thinking, he said to the man who had the withered hand, come and stand here. The man got up and he stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to destroy it? After looking around at all of them, Jesus said to him, stretch out your hand. And uh, he did so, and his hand was restored. Amen. But they were filled with fury, and they discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Thus far, the scripture. May God bless the reading, the hearing, and the preaching of God's holy word. Today, for the time that's mine, for a few minutes, I want to preach from the subject, When You Keep Coming Up Short. When you keep coming up short, bless his name. The situation in our scriptural text for today places Jesus in the synagogue on the Sabbath doing what Jesus loved to do. He's teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Every Sabbath, as was his custom, the Bible teaches us that Jesus went to the synagogue. And of all the things they do at the synagogue, the one thing that Jesus was always prepared to do was to teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. And as is the case when the gospel is taught in a relevant and unadulterated manner, many souls draw near to hear the kingdom of God. In other words, when preaching makes sense, people are drawn to hear it. When, people, when preaching helps people to deal with the issues in their lives, to help them solve problems that they cannot solve on their own, to help them be healed of mental and emotional diseases, that they cannot be healed on their own. When people hear the gospel preached in ways that are relevant, they draw near to hear the gospel of the kingdom of God. One such soul is the man with a withered hand. Luke, the medical evangelist Malika, he inserts a bit of detail about the man's medical condition that the other Gospels uh, uh, left off. 
Mark and Matthew just says that the man had a withered hand. But Luke is a bit different. Luke says there was a man there, amen, who just didn't have a withered hand. But the man's right hand was withered. Uh, Luke lets us know that little bit of detail. Because Luke's intent is to reveal such details of individuals' medical histories uh, as a way of calling attention to the suffering or the pathos of the individual and thereby cause the hearers of the gospel to connect with the sufferer in the story. So Luke has a habit of saying folk were sick for 12 long years. Luke has a way of saying this woman's only son had died. Luke teaches and preaches like that, uh, Eric, to, to connect people with the individuals uh, that he is discussing in these Bible stories. He wants you to connect with the man with the withered right hand. Amen. It's the man's right hand. And in a culture where the right hand was seen as a symbol of authority and power, Luke is pressing the point that this man's condition has been dismal and depressing to say the least. He does not have use of his what his right hand is his power hand y'all is his power hand it is the hand that is needed to develop any skill to feed his family if he's gonna be a carpenter he got to use his right hand amen it is the hand that is needed to play any sports or uh, to gain fame and notoriety for his family is the man's right hand. It is the hand that he has to press as a seal uh, to seal uh, important documents in his life. It is his right hand, y'all. It's not his left hand. It's, it's his right hand. and it, uh, It's the hand that is needed to be lifted, to swear an oath or allegiance to someone or to something in life. It's the hand that is needed to be pointed towards the heavens amen and declare that there is only one God eternally existing in three persons God the creator God the Christ and God the comforter and that God has the only and supreme right to rule and super rule over God's people and this man's right hand is withered God help us in this place today. Luke says it quite emphatically as though to say, don't miss the point. Uh, he says, uh, Jesus is in the synagogue uh, and he's teaching, but don't miss it. There's a man there. Uh, 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 the King James says, and behold. <laughs> In other words, behold, there's something important going on in the synagogue experience that Jesus is there teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and there's a man there. Oh my God, I hope you get this in a minute. There's a man there, Jason, who has a withered right hand. It's not just his left hand, it's his right hand. 
And this man with the withered right hand came to the synagogue while Jesus was there teaching. Father, he came as many people do whose circumstances block them from uh, being accepted by organized religion. Come on, the man came knowing that by law he is not supposed to be in the synagogue. But there he is. Come on, y'all. Because he has a need and he knows that he cannot stay outside of the presence of God and have his need met. And when you are desperate for deliverance, come on, you will tell folk in organized religion, I don't don't care about what you have to say about me just let me get to my Jesus he came as many people do get me back right where I was <laughs> he came as many do uh, uh, whose circumstances have blocked them from being accepted by an organized church or the religious establishments. And one would think that folks with disabilities would be welcomed in the house of God without pretense and prerequisites. Come on, y'all. You would think that when we see folk with disabilities, and when we see people who are different, and when we see people who do not have it together the way we claim we got it together, you would think that when church folk see folk with withered right hand, that they will go out of the way. To help them uh, feel included rather than excluded. But that is often not the case with organized religion. Bless the name of God. Uh, one would think that religious folks whose tenure with God would make them more compassionate towards folk who do not have it all together. Sometimes it seems like the ones who have been with God the longest, they got the shortest amount of patience for people who ain't got it together. It seems like the one with titles have less compassion. It seems like the one who got the positions in church lose their appetite. For being nice to people who have nasty lives. Look at the text. The Bible says in verse 7 that the scribes and the Pharisees, they watched Jesus to see if he would heal the man with the withered right hand on the Sabbath so that... They would what? They would find an accusation against him. In other words, they wanted to trick Jesus and trap Jesus and shame Jesus for breaking the law. But Jesus had to go right back at him and says, now, is it not good to do good on the Sabbath? He said, is it good to do good on the Sabbath or to do evil? Jesus wasn't playing that. He like, you can't trap homie like that. My God. <sighs> It's so disappointing 
to face the reality. Listen to me. I'll be out of your way quickly today. It's so disappointing to face the reality that folks who are supposed to be the bridges for sinners to get to God become obstacles that keep people from God. That folks who are supposed to transition people to God are the ones who repel people away from God. But did I tell you that that's the reality? Come on, y'all. If you go to church, you will encounter religious people, oh my God, who think that because they have been with God a long time, that they have a license to label people and leave them behind as liabilities in the life. And sometimes I want to ask them, have you not discovered the God who looked beyond people's fall? What these religious bigots in the text, what these religious bigots don't know is that whereas the man's right hand is withered, their religion and theology are withered as well. Oh God, they looking at the man's withered hand. But the problem, Cedric, with with these charismatic churches, come on my God, who say that they are the eyes and ears and mouthpiece of God, is that they may not have withered hands physically, but their theology is withered. Because any theology that uses people's shortcomings to condemn them for the rest of their lives is a withered theology. Any theology that uses a person's season as a reason to establish some superior standing over them is a withered theology. Any theology that ascribes worth based on the circumstances of one's birth is a withered theology. And that's what's wrong with the church today. Uh, uh, they, they got a withered theology that God can't use women uh, in ministry. That, that God can't use gay folk in ministry. Come on. Uh, the theology is withered. It lacks something that looks like the God who created everybody in God's image and in God's likeness <sighs> that theology is with it and with it theology is wrong for the church <sighs> and and people with withered right hands ought not be afraid to come to Jesus in the face of such theology. I like this man. <laughs> he is in the synagogue, Mama Dot. He's in the synagogue. He ain't supposed to be because he is, uh, he got a withered hand. <laughs> But he's like, y'all going to deal with my withered hand, with your holy self. I ain't got 
two hands like all y'all up in here. Oh, my hand might be withered, but I got a right to be in the presence of God. Oh, my hand might be short, but I got movement in my feet. I can come. I like that man. I like that man. I like that man. See, some of you ain't been labeled in your life. Yeah, some of you, you you ain't had to live with a label on your life. But if you've had to live with a label on your life, then you understand why this man means so much to me. He's like, look at me. In other words, I ain't supposed to be here. But my pastor said, I is here. <laughs> I ain't supposed to be here, but I is here. And since I is here, you got to deal with me with my deformity. You be the one to be confused about how God can use a man with a withered hand to heal other folk. Let me hurry up. No one preach long. Keep you in church too long. Y'all got to go and drink some, drink some uh, adult beverages. Oh Lord. Now, to the best of my ability, uh, my best peripheral view in this pulpit. And no one in the sanctuary has a physical with it right. Is there anybody here who got a physical with it right hand? No, but if you do, you should feel right at home with this message. But for those in the sanctuary who would distance themselves from the man in the Bible story by simply looking at his condition as a physical one and not a metaphorical one, here's just a little something for you to consider. In other words, if you're going to play me like that and sit up in here and say, my hand ain't with it, so I ain't feeling what you got to say up there. You know, you're just talking about folk who got withered hands, and my hand ain't withered. And since my hand ain't withered, uh, I ain't with that. You talking up in here today. I say unto you, put a pin right there, park for a little while, and let's have a little conversation. The man's right hand is withered. Meaning that the man's hand, listen to me, the man's hand is shorter than his left hand. And the right hand 
of most other people. You're going to get it in a minute. The man's right hand is withered, meaning that the right hand is shorter than his left hand and the right hands of most people. In other words, he comes up short even when he gives his best effort. I want you to hear me. Even when he gives his best effort, the man comes up short. Come on, y'all. And he has been this way all his life. Come on. This problem is a genital problem. Come on. In other words, he was born this way. And since he was born this way, all of his life, come on, he's been coming up short. I wonder if I have anybody in here today. <laughs> Who can testify that even though you got a long right hand, you've been coming up short in a whole lot of places in your life, all of your life. All your life coming up short. Short by church folk standards. Short by your family standards. Short by men's standards. Short by women's standards. Short by white people's standards. Short by black folks' standards. You ain't black enough. You ain't white enough. Come on. been this way come on tell somebody he been this way all his life awesome I'm gonna preach this thing to my own self see I'm gonna save my testimony for you for part two See, you may not have a physically short hand but you have come up short a lot in your life. To begin with, you were born into a crazy family. <clears throat> Come on, y'all. Y'all crazy. <laughs> your family crazy. <laughs> it's a testimony you turned out <laughs> uh, as decent as you did. Because you, all your people, what? They cray cray. Amen. Your daddy was a player and your mama was a manipulator. Your mama was a freak. Your daddy a gigolo. Come on. And neither of them valued education above recreation. Come on, my God. They played more than they participated in your rearing. been coming up short because of the color of your skin and or the texture of your hair. You never could figure it out why you've been the brightest but never chosen. Why you even been the sexiest and the prettiest and the, oh my God, you got it all together and you still got left. All your life it has been you ain't good enough. You ain't smart enough. You ain't 
right enough. Come on. Is there anybody in here who can testify? Oh my God, you've been coming up short. A lot in life. You're the sexiest and you still ain't got a date in a long time. The prettiest ain't nobody asking you out. Come on, my God. Something uh, just ain't feeling right. Uh, you've been on the job the longest. You got the most experience, but you're not getting promoted. Come on, my God. It's never enough. Come on. Uh, you're the sharpest, but you ain't getting uh, Oh, God. Uh, uh, you still can't cut the mustard. Come on, y'all. You came up short when you dropped out of high school. You came up short when you caught your first felony. You came up short. Come on. Everybody else fooled around and didn't get HIV. You did it and there you go. You came up short. You didn't, you didn't get away. You didn't get into the queue. Oh, but I, I like it. I like it because all of us, all of us come up short. All of us come up short sometimes. But, but when you come up short, you have to decide, oh my God, what am I going to do with this withered condition in my life? In other words, the man decided, I am not going to stay outside of the presence of Jesus. Oh, with my withered hand, I'm coming to Jesus. With my withered race, I'm coming to Jesus. Being born on the wrong side of the track, I'm coming to Jesus. Come on, I'm coming to Jesus. I'm coming to Jesus because nobody can do me like Jesus. If you've been coming up short, if you've been coming up short in your life and it has kept you from living your best life, listen to the words of Jesus in this Bible story. And I was in Bible college. I used to have a professor, uh, Professor Trenet, he would always say, look at the verbs, little white man. He was so brilliant, Dr. Don McCoy, going on to be with the Lord. But Dr. McCoy would always say, look at the verbs. Look at the verbs, children, look at the verbs. And look at Jesus in the text. Come, come and stand here. Oh, come. And stand here. You got to see it in a minute. That's what happens uh, uh, to resolve the situation, the shortcoming issues in your life. Come and stand here. Oh God, I, I hope you can get it uh, as a physician who knows the importance, listen to me, of house calls. Luke was a medical uh, evangelist. He's a physician by training and profession. And he knows the importance of house calls, Dan. So watch him. Uh, Luke is convinced that no healing would ever take place unless there is movement on behalf of the sufferer. Uh, in other words, <laughs> uh, the sufferer has to be moved toward the doctor. Or the doctor has to move toward the sufferer. 
in order for the healing miracle to take place. In other words, uh, if you realize uh, that you are stuck, come on, my God, and you can't move because of your withered hand, you can stay there all you want to and complain and fuss and curse about why things ain't changing for you. You can do all of the complaining. You can do all the negativity about why you keep on coming up short. You can stay there and do that. Or you can decide to listen to the voice of Jesus. Where Jesus said, come here and stand right here. You got to do something. You got to do something. You can't keep coming up short. And you don't want to move. Come on, y'all. You can't keep going to church and getting beat up at them homophobic churches. My God. But you won't come here and stand. Why do you have to And that felony on your life. Nobody knows about it. It happened in your earlier life. Oh, but you, you don't tell anybody about it. Oh my God, you got caught up in some mess when you were a child. What does Jesus say to you? Come and stand here. Ah. Come on, they put you out of church when you came out. Come on. Nobody should have to come out. You should just be. Come on, my God. Just be. <laughs> Nobody should have to make a declaration. Today I'm coming out. No, that's when you got withered theology messed up in your head. If you are who you are, just be who you be. Jesus says, come and stand here. I like that. Watch him, Jason. He said, come and stand here. And Jesus knows something about people with withered hand, Marshall. He knows, oh my God, that even though your hand is withered, your feet, they still work. you ain't with it 
Oh, you're going to get that in a minute. Everything about you ain't living. Come on, Malika. Everything about you. Just because you are withered in one area of your life does not mean that you are withered for life. Come! Come on, stand all over this. Come! Jesus says, Come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, learn of me. Come on now. I'm looking for some folk today with a withered hand. I don't care if you're in the choir. I don't care if you got Taylor. Don't care how long you've been in the church. Jesus says, come. That's where we're going to park today. Part two next week. Jesus says, come. Come on. You ain't got a church home? Come. Stand here. Quit shacking with us. No. We're legit right here. Whoever you be, you ain't got to hide. But you're shacking with us. You've been coming, but you ain't joining. Jesus said, your stuff is withered. And you can't do it unless you come. Stand right here. Come on, your feet can move. Come. Your mind ain't with it. You know what you're hearing today. You don't hear this kind of gospel. You don't hear. You don't see with these lens. Everywhere. No. No. You make me work so hard. Come on. Come on. Come. Stand here. Come on, y'all. Come on. You've been to church. You, you know, there's a reason why you keep coming back here. Something about this church feels right for you, it ain't for everybody. Huh? But it feel right for you. If it feel right for you, come. 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 Stand here. Come on, you coming? Anybody else? You know, I used to have a saying at the old church. I won't trick you to come. Because I won't trick you to stay. I ain't tricking you. I'm saying to you, you've been coming up short. Listen to me. Listen to me. Your prayer life is short. Your service to others is short. Your confidence as a child of God is short. Your sense of community as it relates 
to the fact that God has blessed you not just for you but for others to be blessed by in, in other words you're living as an island and no one is an island unto themselves that's how it happens that's how it